This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Hey, this is Jeff Fisher. We'll get to the podcast. First, though, what if there was a progressive liberal phone company targeting conservative candidates and organizations? Would you want to switch to a conservative phone company to help fight against their liberal agenda or do nothing and accept that as the cost of owning a phone? Well, now you can take action. That's why Patriot Mobile was created. Patriot Mobile offers nationwide talk, text, and high-speed 4G LTE data and donates up to 5% of your monthly bill to a conservative organization of your choice. You get the same quality service, the latest and greatest phones, along with competitive prices. Go to PatriotMobile.com slash Blaze or call 877-367-7524. Finally, a mobile phone company that supports the conservative values that you believe in. PatriotMobile.com slash Blaze or call 877-367-7524. PatriotMobile.com slash Blaze. You're listening to The Jeff Fisher Show. The experiment was a success. Begin Life Force Reboot Program now. Stand clear. Life signs stable. It's alive. Set it loose. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Hello. Welcome to the broadcast. 888. You can put a one before that. 900-3393 is the phone number if you'd like to participate in this broadcast since we are live and blasting throughout the world on the World Wide Web at theblaze.com slash radio. And I believe that uh, we, uh, as the United States, I was trying to find all morning uh, exactly uh, what happened to our internet, but I believe uh, ICANN is now uh, in charge of our internet. Uh, I don't believe we stopped anything. I don't believe some of the state's attorney generals who filed uh, a suit trying to block it uh, were stopped. And uh, the U.S. is not in charge of the Internet anymore. Thank you, Barack Obama. I heard someone ask a question the other day, and it's an interesting question, and I wonder if it could be done. Maybe we could just buy out Obama. Yeah, let him leave early. Just buy him out. Pay him out. Here's your money. Go. Retire early. Stop working. Stop doing what you're doing. No, we we love you, but it's time to retire. Here's your money. Go away. You think you'd take it? Not a chance. Not a chance. Not a chance. Do you know how much money? If you think that the Clintons with the Clinton Foundation have made a bunch of money. <laughs> you wait till the Obama Foundation kicks in. You know how much money he's going to have. You think you think Hillary is raking people over the coals for money for that foundation. <laughs> Barack will say, uh, "We just started the Obama Foundation, and thankfully, some of our our fine people who wanted to be a part of it had already donated eighteen billion dollars. So we're going to do a lot of work." I mean, it's just going to be unbelievable. So I want to start with our mistakes. Uh, yesterday on the uh, 
on the big show, the Glenn Beck radio program. We told you about a story uh, that's a fascinating story um, about a sailor, Lieutenant Savannah Frank. who told us about another military man who commandeered a raccoon to get his car started. Now, Lieutenant Savannah Frank originally said, hmm, you know, I believe that was a quote, hmm. Now, the story went after a night of drinking. Petty officer first class failed the breathalyzer test that allows his car to start. And since he was so drunk, he just walked across the street to a park, kidnapped a raccoon, and forced the creature to blow into the machine. Now, you think to yourself originally, genius. I know. I do, too. And it worked. And so, as the car started and he was pressing the, squeezing the raccoon to breathe into the breathalyzer, the raccoon passed out. And since he was drunk and the car started, he tossed the passed out raccoon off to the side. Of course, as he's driving down the road, the raccoon comes back awake and starts attacking the man. Raccoons are mean. You've never been around raccoons, man, but they... They're not the nicest of animals. I mean, maybe they are to other raccoons. I don't know. And maybe you're going to say they're not all bad. Okay. Okay. Raccoon lives matter too. I got it. But they're mean. I should, any other raccoons that I have come across, mean. And they'll, they're not afraid to stand up on those back hind legs either and look at you like, what? Bring it. I'm here for you. So you can imagine having a mean animal like that without in a, not in a cage wakes up and remembers hey that's the guy that was squeezing me i got to get out of here and starts freaking out so he's attacking the guy driving the car and the petty officer is swerving to get out of the way of the raccoon and smashed through a fence and landed in a pool that's the story and it's a fascinating story, and it's a genius story. Makes one think maybe we should start, I don't know, bottling raccoon breath. Maybe it could, you know, come in a little bottle that you could, have a little seal that you could just pop over the breathalyzer blower and squeeze the can so you get some raccoon breath in there to start your car. I don't know. That's just me thinking out of the box. But. Let's go back to Lieutenant Savannah Frank, who originally said, hmm, um, I checked, and uh, I checked all the police records, and uh, while uh, the police departments and we here at uh, Camp Pendleton uh, Public Affairs Office were highly entertained, uh, the story is not true. Uh, sorry. Uh, now, that's all I want to tell you. Sorry. It's not true. Very disappointing. Very, very disappointing. Because it's a great story. But it's not true. (laughs) 
Yeah, and raccoons, man. They carry diseases. I mean, if you don't have, if you haven't had your, if you haven't had your vaccine updates, look out. I'm telling you, man, you need to get the shots, get updated. It's the last time you put a, you know, you maybe you put a uh, hammered a nail in your hand, uh, put a screwdriver in your hand. I mean, who hasn't done that, right? When's the last time you've been vaccinated for babies? Uh, I don't know. Okay, bring out the rabies shot. And it's about eight, you know, the, it's a jug the size of a oil barrel. It's just a little shot. Seriously, don't look at me like you never put a screwdriver in your hand. Don't do it. You know you have. The last time, the last time I did it, and I, I know I say that like I've done it before, but the last time I did it, I was using a flathead screwdriver, which actually kind of saved me. And I uh, was trying to, I was taking a tire off a bike wheel, off a rim. And so you take that, you know, I had a flathead screwdriver and I'm just popping the tire off of that rim off of my oldest son's bike. And, you know, you're in the garage and you're, you know, Mister doing the guy thing with the bike. I'm fixing the tire. And the flathead screwdriver popped off of that wheel and I rammed it right into my hand between my thumb and my forefinger. You know that loose skin there? Right in there. And I remember seeing the screwdriver in my hand. I had, I had the handle in my right hand and the flathead screwdriver about halfway into my hand. And I remember stopping and looking and go, that is going to hurt. Because <laughs> at that point it didn't hurt. And it just entered into my hand. Uh, that is going to hurt. And I pulled it out. And guess what? I, it hurt. But the good thing is that it was, A, it was a flathead. So it didn't, it just pushed up against all the tendons in there. And a lot of that, you know, some people who, uh, I don't know, are overweight, uh, have a little extra skin there. So that kind of saved me. But it went in quite a ways. I can still feel where it where it went in, though. And uh, that's when it... And then you took the shot. When the last time you took the shot? Ugh. I don't know. Bring in the barrel. Take a shot. It's just a little shot. So if you're going to start attacking raccoons, man, make sure you get the shots. Because raccoons are mean. Anyway. I was listening to Michael Pelka coming in. We'll get to the show. I got stories for you. I got all kinds of great stuff for you today. But, you know, I was, I was listening to Opelka come in. First of all, um, I can't wait until the New York studios are down here in Texas. Because I'm going to make sure that the radio studio doesn't have any access to the outside building cams because I know he always watches me walk in the building every week. And this week it was a box. It may have appeared to be dripping. I didn't realize that the the bag had split open inside the box. And it was just I was coming to work this morning and there's a place in front of the Lions Club in Keller, Texas. And they're already out barbecuing. I mean it's like the barbecue day in Keller, Texas or something. And I mean, the smokers are going and uh, the grills are going. And what am I not supposed to stop and get some barbecue? 
please. So I hear him do a story on the T-shirts uh, for the Cubs. Uh, try not to suck. With, uh, you know, the glasses on it because it's got the Joe Madden glasses. And I, and I thought, and they're not letting people into Bush Stadium in St. Louis. And, and while I, you know, I kind of, I, you know, I just, I, I just kind of follow baseball. Not really. I used to be a huge fan and I'm not really a big fan anymore. Um, you know, the, I don't know. The Rangers are doing good here in, here in Dallas. And, you know, I lived in Tampa Bay. I followed the Rays and there were some times when they were pretty good. It was fun and you know, I mean, we were all part of the broadcast. I was part of the, you know, the opening day broadcast, the first time the Rays played ever. And, you know, I had sent my dad and my son to the first game. All that kind of stuff. You know, it was cool. This is baseball. And then growing up, you follow baseball. But I really haven't. I lost touch with being a huge fan of baseball. But I was looking in the Cubs. I mean, they got the best best record in baseball right now. We're heading into the playoffs, man. We're heading into October. So I'm wondering, are you kidding me? Stadiums, uh, especially Bush Stadium in St. Louis, Missouri, and not letting fans into the stadium wearing a try not to suck t-shirt? Are you freaking kidding me? We got NFL players that won't stand up during the national anthem. We're not letting families into a baseball stadium with a t-shirt and a saying that was started from the manager, Joe Madden, who used to uh, manage the Rays, by the way. Uh, Come on now. Come on. So I look it up because I hadn't heard about it. I'm sorry. I apologize. I hadn't heard about the try not to suck with the Cubs story. And if I had, I blew it off. Well, it's it's actually a little while ago that they stopped some people from coming in and they said, uh, uh, no, you have to turn it inside out or, uh, or change. Uh, because we can't allow that into the stadium. Um, I'm sorry, that's just the way it is. Well, um, uh, no. And when they talked to Joe Madden about it, he said uh, that policy is uh, uh, foolish. Uh, Bush Stadium uh, rule that forbade the word suck to appear on clothing at the ballpark. Come on now, St. Louis. Well, now... They're saying that, uh, well, we're going to let some people in. And some people have actually been in the stadium wearing the Try Not to Suck t-shirt. Our event staff will exercise a degree of discretion in interpreting the context of the use of the word. Uh, The shirts Joe Madden had made to benefit charity that say Try Not to Suck will be allowed under the new approach. And that's special. So they didn't change a thing. They actually didn't change anything. They What they did is they told the people at the door, if it's a Joe Madden t-shirt about the Cubs, try not to suck. Go ahead and let them in. Otherwise, we're going to get bad press. But if it's a kid with a black shirt on that says, you suck, turn them away. That's what's going to happen. That's what's going to happen. Come on, Bush Stadium in St. Louis, freaking Missouri. Won't let him in for a T-shirt because the word "suck" is on it. I get it. We all had we all had our mothers tell us don't use that word. 
And I find myself doing the same stupid thing with my children. And I'm not the word police, but sometimes you have to, you know, you got to say, you know, hey, this isn't the place for that. I don't care what you say around me, but don't say it in public like that. And the word suck, you know, is a bad, it sounds bad. I know that. But uh, so what would happen if your children saw a T-shirt at a baseball stadium? Hey, look, Dad, that T-shirt says try not to suck. I know. We're Cubs fans. That's what the manager said. Oh. Oh. Well, uh, yeah, that's right. We're Cubs fans. We've got the best record in baseball right now. Um, You know what? We should try not to suck. Yeah, we should. So good luck, Rangers. I know they're going to the playoffs. I don't want to talk baseball. I don't. But, you know, hey, the Rays are in town this weekend, and it's the last last regular game of the season. Might have to head over to Arlington and catch a little baseball at the end of the season. <laughs> Doubtful, though. All right, we'll get to uh, we'll get to the good stuff uh, on the Blaze Radio Network on the Jeff Fisher Show in mere moments. On the Blaze Radio Network. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Hey, this is Jeff Fisher. Let me tell you about this and then we'll get to the show, okay? If you're in the market for a new mattress, Casper.com slash Fisher should be the next website you visit. Casper created one perfect mattress that sold directly to you at a shockingly fair price, eliminating the need to endure one of those commissioned salesman mattress stores with inflated prices. Casper shipped for free right to your door. Delivered in a sleek, how the heck did it fit in their box? You just let it unfold, and there you have it. One of the most supportive sleep surfaces Ever designed, hassle-free. Casper, made in America. Time Magazine named it one of the best inventions of 2015. Obsessively engineered with breathable latex and memory foams that are combined for just the right sink and just the right bounce. Try Casper for 100 nights risk-free. You don't love it? They'll pick it up refund you everything right now get fifty dollars toward any mattress purchase by visiting casper.com slash fisher casper.com promo code fisher terms the jeff fisher show all right a lot of drugs in the stories this week. Uh, I know it's a surprise that I'm looking at the uh, stories about drugs, but uh, man, we've got uh, we've got a big drug story coming out of Canada. We've got a big drug story out of Massachusetts. This Massachusetts story is fascinating to me, uh, and since it's fascinating to me, I'm going to talk to you about it. Uh, and then we've got the drug story of uh, our Philippines uh, leader uh, Duarte. I hope I'm saying that right, Duarte. I got I got to pronounce that right. Give me the pronunciation of that. Bring up in in New York. Bring up the pronunciation on the computer and play it over the uh, play it over the air uh, of the president from the Philippines, uh, Rodrigo Duarte. I think that's right, but I might be. I want to pronounce it correct because this guy uh, just likened himself to uh, Adolf Hitler. Ah, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. 
Um, the State Department uh, described the remarks, oh, as a rambling speech, a uh, significant departure from America's partnership with the Philippines. Yeah, it has been. Uh, it has been a big significant departure uh, since he's uh, told, uh, said, hey, you kick us out. I don't even want to be part of the U.N. And the United States doesn't have to tell me what to do. Uh, that's his deal. Uh, that's what he believes. Uh, he took office by saying, hey, uh, kill the drug people. I want you to kill the drug dealers and I want you to kill anybody that uh, has a drug problem. I'm fine with it. Uh, he told reporters that he had been portrayed to be a cousin of Hitler, uh, noting that Hitler had murdered millions of Jews. Uh, Duarte said, hey, there are three million drug addicts in the Philippines. I'd be happy to slaughter them. If Germany had Hitler, the Philippines would have any pointed to himself. So... You know my victims. I would like them all to be criminals to finish the problem of my country and save the next generation from perdition. Do you have his name? Do you have the pronunciation of Duarte? Duterte. President Rodrigo Duterte. I knew I was saying that wrong. I, hey, President uh, Rodrigo, what is it again? Duterte. Duterte. Uh, I apologize. Okay, I apologize. Don't slaughter me. Okay, don't slaughter me. Now, you know that he's already, they've already killed thousands in that country. Thousands. Since he took office, June 30th, over 3,000 people have been killed. Oh, yeah, they were drug dealers. Oh, uh, yeah, they were addicted to drugs. Uh, no problem. Uh, you just kill them all. Eh, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. And if the United States says anything bad, tough. Beat sand, the U.S., because I am president. What is it again? Duderte. Yeah, Duderte from Philippines. The Jeff Fisher Show, the Blaze Radio Network. The Jeff Fisher Show is on. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. Duterte. (laughs) Duterte. That's the president of the Philippines. Good to go. He just just wants to be Hitler. Eh, I just want to kill drug dealers, not Jews. I don't want to kill a particular... An entire race, religion of people. (laughs) So? I don't care. I don't care what race you are, what religion you are. If you're you're doing drugs or you're a drug dealer, dead. That's how he got into office. Good for him. So Massachusetts has got the... This has been going on for about three years now. Uh, And... There's going to be a bunch of uh, a bunch of uh, so-called uh, criminals that have been in jail are going to be let loose. Uh, they've had two lab techs for. I mean, I'm sure they had a better title than that. Uh, first one was Annie Dukan. Uh, I mean, she said, uh, "Hey, my deal is to get users off the street and into prison." Uh, she's already in jail. Uh, she pled. 
Uh, she pled guilty to uh, obstruction of justice, tampering with evidence, perjury, falsification of academic records. And she got three to five years in prison. Now, we know that she falsified tens of thousands of reports. She just mark them positive. I don't need to test them positive. And then when the whistleblowers reported it, the lab covered the misconduct up and allowed her to work. Nine years this went on. Okay? So she had about 24,000, more than 24,000. In fact, they give the exact number, 24,391 defendants convicted on the basis of potentially falsified evidence. Wow. So that is amazing. And they're, and they're still, as we, as we move on in the story, you'll see where Massachusetts is like, eh, so. Eh, so. Well, a second Massachusetts crime lab now, you know, covers the state. Uh, Sonia Farrak, F-A-R-A-K, a former employee of the Amherst Crime Lab, uh, convicted regularly, convicted of regularly stealing drug samples and conducting analysis of, well, this is the story, blazingly high on crack cocaine, methamphetamine, amphetamine, ketamine, ecstasy, and LSD. She may have tainted about 18,000 cases. So now you're looking at over 42,000 wrongful convictions. <laughs> That's all. That's all. No problem. Now, Parak did this for eight years, man. Just going into work, getting high off the samples. Now, when they found out, it was like, uh, what happened to some of the samples? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I thought it was right over there. You know, it's not. Huh. Don't know what could have happened to it. And then we're, uh, yeah, we know what happened to it. Uh, You used it. But now a Massachusetts is like, you know, look. That's, uh, you know, most of them are probably guilty anyway, right? You know that as well as I do. So let's not jump the gun on trying to, you know, overturn all these cases. Hey. So this summer, uh, anticipating that the court would require Massachusetts to inform uh, the Duquesne defendants, that's a little over 24,000, almost 25,000 people, um, they thought, oh, you know what? Uh, so if they're going to make us inform them, you know what? We'll send out a letter ourselves. So they sent out a letter, a, a notice, to explain the defendant's rights and implied that they might be re-prosecuted and forced to reserve their sentences, which, you know, is kind of true. Uh, the letter included a Spanish translation, but it was garbled and unreadable. And it was sent in a cryptically marked envelope purporting to be both from Massachusetts and the RG2 Systems Incorporated, which was the lab, I believe. To all artward appearances, the letter was spam. 
and uh, probably wasn't believed anyway. But instead of saying, "Hey, you know, we're going to let you know get you off," uh, you, you probably could get off from this charge. Yeah, and we're also going to retry you again. So don't worry about it, and don't don't think about coming back to us. Okay, with these cases, you live with what we've what we've done to you. You don't like it? Tough. The state wants to just have it all go away. Let's just forget about it. But this is a perfect time for the state to say, to walk away, right? Just to make these cases uh, done with. Uh, They're wrongful convictions, whatever these cases. And there's got to be, I mean, a huge domino effect of all of these because some of them are right, some of them are wrong. Uh, you know, not every one of these is wrong. And what has happened because this one was right that down the line caused a longer sentence or more hardships than would have happened if this one had been proven wrong. I mean, it's it's take forever to go through these cases. But the state is like, eh, you know, uh, yeah, we could walk away. Uh, but look, um, no, um, we don't really, we don't want to look, you guys can do whatever you want, but we're not going to, you know, it should have, this should have been done. We should have just closed it all up and wrapped it at one time with some sort of, with the help from everyone. Instead, you want to keep litigating all these cases. We can't do that. We can't do that. So unless, I mean, they're playing the game of, look, uh, if you think you were wrongfully convicted, and I'll give us a call. Give us a call. And then, uh, you know what? If we think that you were, eh, you know, we'll talk. But until then, those 40,000 cases, eh, whether you were guilty or not, you were guilty. Live with it. Okay. Live with it. (sighs) Why is that story so fascinating? It just makes me wonder. If the state of Massachusetts, just the state of Massachusetts, has over 40,000 wrongful convictions. And I know that many of them are probably correct. You know, true convictions. So let's say half, a third, a quarter, 10,000, 5,000 of them. Okay, 5,000. We'll say that the other 35,000 were right. The other 5,000 were true convictions. There's still 5,000 wrongful convictions in the state of Massachusetts kind of makes you wonder how many wrongful convictions are out there in other states, doesn't it? So all the labs that have been, you know, letting your employees sit around smoking rock, testing uh, whatever kind of drugs are coming through. Is that, was that crack? Yeah. Yeah. 
Wasn't that good, though. <sighs> the stuff you brought in here last week was a lot better. This is The Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Fisher. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. Coming up immediately following this broadcast is Lawrence Jones, and then Mike Slater, and then Joe Peggs, all on the Blaze Radio Network. That's your Saturday for you. Action-packed. Of course, it starts off with Michael Pelka at 6 o'clock, 6 a.m. Eastern, that is. Right on into this show, Lawrence Jones, Mike Slater, Joe Paggs. That's a Saturday. Hello. No place else you'd rather be? You shouldn't go anywhere else <laughs> than right here. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, at JeffVMRA. Uh, Facebook, Jeff Fisher Radio. And you can Instagram me, at JeffVMRA. So Canada, how many times have you said, hey, I want to go to Canada me too. Me too. Well, Canada is now prescribing heroin to fight addiction. Let's read that headline again, shall we? Now prescribing heroin to fight addiction. Am I saying you've got to spend money to make money? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Heroin addicts in Canada can now get their fix with a doctor's prescription. Doctors who apply for a permit from Canada's special access program can prescribe pharmaceutical-grade heroin to severely addicted patients. Are you severely addicted? Yep. In 2003, Vancouver has already become home for the first ever SIF. Supervised Injection Facility. Yes, heroin users can bring their own stash and shoot up with sterile needles in a clean, safe environment. New York City's City Council just approved a study of SIFs in the city. I wonder if that study will come back that they should open them or not. And it's not just the heroin user. Okay. The Canadian government requires, oh, no, yeah, see, the clinic needs to verify that traditional options have been tried and proven ineffective. That's it, though. I mean, you've got to go. You must. You must go through every single step before we let you into our program. Yes, traditional options have to have been tried and proven ineffective. If they have been proven ineffective in getting the patient to quit his or her habit, that means other addiction treatment methods, such as rehabilitation or prescribing methadone, must have failed. They must, uh, patients must meet fairly high demands, uh-huh, uh, including going to the clinic two to three times a day for injections. The horror. 
The program's dropout rate is low, you think? With prescription and an accurate notion, the quality and dose they're using, patients can administer heroin in a supervised medical facility to get their fix. The idea? The idea is that incrementally, patients will work with a physician to decrease their dose and eventually break the habit. Right. Canada is now taking steps to move forward drug policies that are rooted in science and evidence-based practices, says Alyssa Aguero, co-executive director of Vocal slash NY, a nonprofit advocate for low-income New Yorkers affected by strict drug law enforcement. Well, I bet you that's a fun group, huh? Vocal New York, V-O-C-A-L dash N-Y. A nonprofit advocate for low-income New Yorkers affected by strict drug law enforcement. She said Canada's new policy is promising, focused more on restorative rather than punitive measures, unlike the American drug war. Canada's policy recognizes the physical need that addicts have as well. Withdrawal is really real and can have really detrimental effects on people's bodies. Would you think? I mean, I'm sure... Unlike the heroin, right, Alyssa? This is a method to combat that and help people in a way that's more medically sound. And experts do say it's not realistic to go from all or nothing overnight, especially when addicts have to build up the drug in their bodies. Moreover, if they quit cold turkey and their tolerance plummets, They're more vulnerable to overdose if they relapse and try to shoot up what used to be their regular dose. So just in case they might shoot up more than their body can handle and overdose, we're going to let them shoot up with a good dose three times a day. (laughs) Oh, that's so smart. Our policy is to take heroin out of the hands of addicts and not put it in their arms. Is it? Is it? Scott McDonald, lead physician at Crosstown Clinic, supports the policy. Uh, Many of my patients are long-term users who have tried and failed to quit with other treatments. Our goal is to get people into care. By gradually reducing dose, providing a clean fix, and supervising for overdoses, Canada's new policy just might save lives. Right. This is the Jeff Fisher Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network. The experiment was a success. Begin Life Force Reboot Program now. Stand clear. Life signs stable. It's alive. Set it loose. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. 
This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. And thank you so much for joining the show live on Blaze Radio. Thank you so much for downloading the show and taking me with you wherever you go. Do you know, if you go to theblaze.com slash radio, scroll down and click on the Jeff Fisher Show, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music. You can download the show. You can download the segments. Take me with you wherever you go. You're welcome. And you've been doing that more and more lately. And uh, we've been, uh, you, along with, uh, you know, other people, (laughs) have been... uh, taking me with you uh, more and more, and I appreciate it. And you know what else is nice? Uh, we do a lot of uh, separate things uh, on the Jeff Fisher Show. And uh, so if you if you just subscribe, <laughs> just click the little subscribe button. It doesn't even cost anything. <laughs> I mean, hello, it doesn't cost anything. Why wouldn't you do it? Uh, just click subscribe. So when a new a new feature comes out, Boop. Hello. A new Jeff Fisher feature has arrived. I don't think it actually talks to you like that, but you can pretend. When you see it pop up in your on your on your phone screen, think to yourself, Hello. A new Jeff Fisher feature has arrived. And then you'll have it. Right? Right. Of course. Of course. So many of you we talk about uh, raising children, and you know it's, it's hard raising kids. I know that. Man, I've raised too darn many of them, and there are plenty of times when you. This, uh, all right, this, I, I should use just say me. There are plenty of times when me, as a in quotation marks father, uh, look, kids, leave me alone. But de- leave me alone. Go away. Now, I know I'm probably the only one that, that does that. Okay, I know. I know. I, you know, look, I love you. Uh, see the roof you're living under? You're welcome. See the food in the pantry? You're welcome. See the cooking utensils that you can cook that food that's in the pantry? You're welcome. But for right now... Leave me alone. You know that hole upstairs that I have for you up there with televisions and games and stuff? Go there. Okay? Go there. I know I'm the only one. I got it. I understand. There are a lot better parents than me. I know. Trust me. But at this year's uh, annual exhibition... Robo business in San Jose, California. They uh, really decided, uh, according to uh, Savoki uh, Robot, uh, that when you make your robot look and sound too much like C3PO, um, people' expectations are way through the roof. They expect so much more from the robot. So they've kind of, uh, you know, they've kind of dumbed it down. Uh, like uh, Savoki's uh, has is the hotel bot, 
that brings you room service and resemble you know kind of looks like uh, you know a kind of cooler R2D2 kind of thing. And I have yet to have a robot deliver meals at a hotel, so I'm looking forward to the first time. But this year, the big hit at the Robo Business Annual Exhibition was the iPal. Child-sized robot designed to take, according to this story, take on distinctly adult responsibilities. I don't necessarily agree with that. I don't think it does that. What it does, the three-foot-tall iPal, uh, working fingers, a touchscreen tablet on his chest. It can sing, dance, play rock, paper, scissors. Uh, it can talk with the children, answer questions. And it can provide surveillance video for the parents. So the parents could be, I don't know, in another room or another state. Not, oh, I do not, do not do that. That was just a joke. <laughs> oh, I have never, never done something like that, ever. It's a robot for children. Said the Avatar Mind founder, uh, Jiping Wang. Uh, it's mainly for companionship. It can keep children aged three to eight occupied for a couple of hours if need be without adult supervision. It's perfect for the time when children arrive home from school a few hours before their parents get off work. So, I mean, really, we're doing that already with television and uh, and uh, the Xbox and the 360s, right? And the Wii's. And uh, uh, the uh, iPads and the iPods and the laptops and the desktops. We're doing that already. Right? Go sit in the corner with your iPad. You're being punished, but leave me alone. Don't you kids want to go outside? No, we're fine. We're just going to be upstairs here for the next two days. Okay. Okay. We're hungry, Dad. Then cook something. I mean, I don't know how difficult. <laughs> I look, I make make no mistake. I know I'm, you know, the worst possible parent. No question. I I struggle with it. I have struggled with it all the time. With all my children, I got it. I am a horrible parent. There is no, I, I admit that, but this sounds like not a bad thing because we're already doing it. This is just adding to it. Now, Noel Sharkey, who we should actually try to talk to on this show, Noel Sharkey, professor of robotics and artificial intelligence at the university of Sheffield, uh, has been raising concerns about uh, robotic nannies since 2008. And I bet you he has, uh, uh, he's calling uh, iPads and televisions and uh, smart devices uh, robotic nannies. Noel Sharkey. He quotes, robots are a great educational tool for children. It inspires them to learn about science and engineering. But there are significant dangers in having robots mind our children. They do not have the sensitivity or understanding needed for child care. Yeah, because, <laughs> hey, robot, want to go play? Okay. Hey, Dad, want to go play? Go away. 
Which is better, the robot or dad? The robot, sure. What do you want to do? Dad, leave me alone. Which is better? I'm just asking a question. That's all. Just asking a question. All right. Uh, The over-reliance on robots to look after children will lead to a number of severe attachment disorders that could reap havoc in our society. And that's that's what Sharkey uh, has argued. Uh, In 2010, Sharkey and other robotics specialists published an ethical appraisal of robotic child care, and he believed had uh, closed down the field for now. Well, I'm going to have to read his little ethical appraisal. I don't recall reading that in 2010. Um, when contacted about the iPal, he responded, this is awful. Of course, that's what he's going to respond. Uh, Madeline Duva, an advisor for Avatar Mind, uh, contradicted Wang's claim that the robot could be used to mind children for several hours. Yeah, well, she is, uh, Wang is saying, hey, this thing could take care of your kids for a couple hours. And <laughs> Madeline Duva, one of the public relations people, is like, oh, no, it can't. No, it can't. No, don't leave your kids alone with this. Don't, don't, don't. We're not responsible. And Wang is like, yeah, leave the kids with them. That's what it's for. Legal department. No, it's not. Eh, eh, no, no. Do not leave children alone for unsupervised amounts of time. You must always supervise your children. <laughs> the robotics engineer. Yeah, that's what we made it for. So, you know, it could be with the kids and parents could just go to work. Maybe not even come home for hours. Legal department. No, no, eh, eh, eh. that's not true. Do not leave children unsupervised with robot. Do not leave children unsupervised with robot. It cannot replace a babysitter, but it is a social robot. It's not like you're going to abandon your kid. Yeah, she's from legal. When I asked her about the dangers involved with creating a robot that could be used in place of a human caretaker, she said, that's a good question. Uh, We don't have an answer to that. A lot of parents hand an iPad to kids and keep them quiet. This is more interactive. Uh, Yeah. She's not going to answer. Duva is not going to answer any specific question. Uh, We don't have a good answer to that. Hmm. That's interesting, isn't it? The iPad already in production in China. It'll be available to consumers by the end of the year. He wants to start selling it in the United States by next year. Wang said they found that 80% of the children love it, 15% have no reaction, 5% are scared. If 80% love it, the iPal is going to be a huge, huge. I love the fact that Wang, the robotic engineer, I just go ahead and leave your kids alone with it. It's fine. A couple hours, days, whatever. That's what it's made for. Legal department, Madeline Duva. Ah, no, the robot, uh, no, you should not leave your children alone for without adult supervision. No, I can't replace a babysitter. Uh, no, no, that's, uh, Wang doesn't know what he's talking about. Uh-huh. Right. Now, there were other stuff at the uh, robo-business, uh, I we should have gone to this thing. The Blaze Radio Jeff Fisher Show should have been at Robo Business, the annual exhibition in San, San Jose, California. The Obi, for example, 
uh, combi- com- combines a special plate. I saw I saw this uh, working actually. A special plate with a motorized arm to help people with disabilities feed themselves, and this is fascinating because what this now it was invented because this guy's grandfather had ALS and he didn't want people helping him, but he couldn't do it himself. So he developed this, right? And he said uh, he got it, so it would uh, it doesn't replace the caretaker, but it still, you know, it means it lets the people at least eat by themselves. And I saw this firsthand with uh, I had a, a an uncle, um, an uncle to my first son, uh, and my first wife uh, had Parkinson's disease really bad, and he struggled with it for years, and he. Um, I used to watch him get so frustrated. I mean, this guy, you know, built his home and built his built towers around the world. That's what he did. Um, you know, he climbed, you know, hundreds of feet towers and built stores and worked for the government all around the world. And then he got sick and couldn't do that. And so I used to watch him eat dinner or attempt to try to eat dinner uh, at the table and get so frustrated and so angry because he couldn't do it. This would this would be great with that, so that he could still participate in dinner uh, at the table with the family, but he wouldn't, sh- you know, this would not shake and spill food all over the place. This would actually help feed him, and I think that that would help a lot. And obviously, it did, and that's why this guy, you know, invented it for his grandfather, which is tremendous. However, let me say that. Uh, this would be great for people like, um, I don't know, me, who are lazy. <laughs> if you're, you know, busy, I don't know, staying away from the kids, watching something on TV, but you still want to eat, just put the food on the on the Obi. And now the Obi brings the arm up and food. Hey, Dad, we're hungry. Go away. And bring me some more food to put on the Obi. I'm running out of my snacks. Here we go. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. So it, we are definitely living in a safe space, America. There's no question about that. I mean, I it's time to man up a little. Sorry, sorry, females, but uh, you know exactly what I mean when I say uh, time to man up a little. Um, Knott's Berry Farm had a fear VR attraction, and it stirred up a bunch of controversy among mental health advocates. And Knott's Berry Farm weakened under pressure and closed the Halloween attraction down. Unbelievable. Now, and part of the story, which is fascinating to me, is one of those who objected to Fear VR was Ron Thomas, whose son, Kelly, died after being beaten by Fullerton police. Kelly Thomas, who was homeless, suffered from schizophrenia. The case generated national attention. That's great. So what the hell does Knott's Berry Farm uh, Fear VR have to do with uh, Kelly Thomas being beaten to death by the Fullerton police. Uh, I, I know what I can. I know. I know uh, zero. 
Uh, Fear VR was originally named Fear VR 5150-5150. The numbers correspond to a code used to indicate to authorities that they may detain a person who may be suffering a mental disorder that causes him or her to be a danger to others or himself or herself. Oh, my gosh. Now, originally, Knotts changed the name. They, they folded early with the name. Uh, Knotts changed the name after concern from mental health advocates. Ugh. So this week they said over the past week in an email they sent out, over the past week we have heard from a number of people expressing their concern that one of our temporary Halloween attractions, uh, Fear VR, is hurtful to those who suffer from mental illness. Contrary to some traditional and social media accounts, the attraction story and presentation were never intended to portray mental illness. It is impossible to address both concerns and misconceptions in the Halloween time frame. At this time, we've decided to close the attraction. That's very far. You're sad. I'm sad for you. Knott's Berry Farm is horrifying because it demonizes people with mental illness, says Julie Robinson Shamuz of Los Angeles. Shame on Knott's Berry Farm and the Los Angeles Times for presenting illness as entertainment. People with mental illness are our loved ones and yours. People with mental illness are statistically more likely to be a victim of crime than to commit a crime. Stigma and misrepresentation of the nature of mental illness continue to make it difficult. Difficult! For people with mental illness to get the treatment they need and even more difficult to find understanding in a world that demonizes them. Please encourage your reporters to write about the shortage of psychiatric beds in hospitals, the extreme difficulty in getting very ill people to treatment, the unavailability of long-term effective treatment because of misuse of funding. The real story is the slow holocaust of people dying on the streets from lack of treatment, decent food, drug abuse, homelessness, no medical care, and violence. Please shine a light on that. I'd like to reply for Knott's Berry Farm. Uh, We will be shining a light on all your needs of psychiatric care, shortage of beds, people dying on the streets for lack of treatment. Needing decent food, drug abuse, homelessness, homelessness, no medical care. That's why we're going to be uh, donating uh, some of the funds that we earn from Fear VR. And I wouldn't have changed the name to begin with, Fear VR 5150, uh, to those particular causes. uh, Because that's what we do here. We let people have fun and not live in your safe space America. Man up. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Yes, it is. Thanks for coming along for the ride today. I appreciate it. So I was trying to avoid. I've got plenty of, and I've got stuff to talk to you every Saturday about. And I come to the, I come here every Saturday with just a plethora of stuff, and then I, we never get to it all. I try to get to it all, and I get to some of the best stuff. I try to, and then I try. I decide. I struggle with talking about talking about the election and talking about 
the candidates. I struggle with that because I do want to talk a little bit about it with you. You know, I mean, it's it's some of it is fascinating, but on the other hand, it's a Saturday, and you know, while you can listen and take me with you any of the day of the week, any hour of the day, uh, you know, we're live Saturday morning, and uh, you know, nine to noon Eastern, and I just kind of feel like ah, we had enough yet. But as I'm as I'm looking, I've got a couple of uh, I've got a couple of uh, commercials, new commercials that uh, I want you to hear. One uh, one is uh, the latest Trump ad, uh, and one is the latest Hillary ad against Trump, of course, and the latest Trump ad against Hillary. Uh, and I'm reading a story about uh, Trump, and is talking about he appeared in some soft core porn in the year 2000. Now I've not seen the soft core soft core porn video yet I'm not promising I won't watch it okay, I'm not promising that but as I'm going through this story and it, of course it ties into uh, you know Machado, Miss Venezuela Miss Universe uh, you know because he called her Miss Piggy and uh, now the, the Miss Housekeeping obviously is Trump being you know his racist thoughts and that's who he is that's who he is, he thinks he's being funny He's just a he's just a douche, and he thinks he's being funny. So, and as I'm reading the story about this story, and plus I'm kind of on his side. I'm not on his Miss Housekeeping and Miss Piggy thing, but I don't know. I I'm on his side. She was Miss Universe. Miss Universe. You are not supposed to be gaining weight as Miss Universe. I'm sorry. You can be upset that he's calling her Miss Piggy or that he's you know. Saying all this, but what he did for her was actually great. He tried. He bought Miss Universe. He was trying to make it great again. Oh my gosh, what he was doing that with Miss Universe, and then now he's trying to do it with America. And he was had the press there, and he brought her into the gym, and he was saying she's going to lose some weight, and she's looking great. And, and I saw the interview with him saying, with one interview talking about, hey, we all love to eat, but you know they can't do this. That's part of your deal. So don't come to me with I was Miss Universe and who cares if I gained you know forty or fifty pounds? America cares. The universe cares because that's the deal. As Miss Universe, we expect our Miss Universe not to be uh, Miss Piggy. Oh, I mean we just do. So I'm scrolling through the story and it has an excerpt from uh, one of uh, Donald's interviews with. Howard Stern. And <laughs> he's such a douche. I mean, he just is. When he talks about, you know, uh, you know, thinking his daughters are hot and, you know, yeah. Oh, it is that. We have that in common. Do you, Don? But this interview with on Howard Stern, it, I mean, it's back in 2003, right? I mean, he's Donald Trump. He's on Howard Stern. They're both, you know, it's in New York. They're all, you know, trying to be funny. And he's just a douche. That's what he is. And he's on, he's on Stern. I mean, Stern brings out people's douchiness. That's what he does. And he's talking about watching uh, Paris Hilton's video with then-girlfriend Melania. And he said, I've known Paris for the, from the time she was 12. Her parents are friends of mine. <laughs> He's such a douche. And the first time I saw her, she walked into the room and I said, who the hell is that? I mean, at 12, I wasn't interested, but she was beautiful. 
<laughs> I mean, the sex tape only made her hotter. And that's Donald Trump. Come on. That is Donald Trump. There's no question. You can give me all the other bull, Mr. Conservative, Mr. Roger Ailes, all of that. No. Sorry. That is Donald Trump. That's the Donald Trump that America fell in love with, the guy who talks like that. Right? I mean, that's what turned him into Donald Trump the douche. He just is. That's him. So funny. And, you know, of course, Don went on his Twitter rampage, you know, at 4 o'clock in the morning and, uh, you know, bashing. That's what he's going to do. You know what? You know what it is. He's, he's going to, you know, he's going to start uh, start taking over a country at 3.30 a.m. He's going to wake up. He's going to be pissed. Sorry. Had to invade. He's got to do it in less than 140 characters. Sorry. Had to invade. Hashtag great again. Empire growing. I mean, so he's gonna, that's just him. That's who he is. Is that who you are for president? If it is, great. Good for you. And Hillary is just as just as bad as him. And they, and people are trying to make both of them look bad. This is trying to make Don look bad. You know, I don't think so. And then the Hillary stuff with uh, I watched. Uh, there was a big headline yesterday about. Uh, Hillary uh, can't walk downstairs, has to steady herself walking downstairs. So, of course, I believe that she has some sort of health problem, so I want to watch. I mean, I really do believe that. But I see this video. It's not bad. She's coming off the side of a stage, which most of those stages, we've seen people fall off them all the time. Right? We've seen all kinds of candidates, uh, different types of candidates, fall off of stages. And regular people fall off of stages. That's what happens. They're up on platforms. So she comes off to the side of the stage, and she's going to go down and see the crowd. And, of course, all those stages have those little metal stairs. You know, that's how people get on and off of them, off to the side. So one of the Secret Service guys holds out his arm, and she grabs his arm to start walking down the stairs and then lets go and finishes the walk down the three or four stairs into the crowd. It wasn't bad at all. It's almost what anyone would do when you have someone with you and you go down those stairs. Now, okay, so almost anyone. All right, so, yeah, if you're, you know, between the ages of 18 and 90, you probably wouldn't do that. But when you're over 90 like Hillary is, uh, you know, you do that. That's what you do. I mean, it just is. It's what you do. So I don't know if I want to hear these ads or not. I've got the Trump ad, the new 60-second Trump ad. I've got the Hillary 28-second ad where she's going after Trump and his his girls. And I don't know if I want to hear them. Do I? I mean, the Trump ad is actually not bad. It's about Hillary. It doesn't even say approved by Donald, I don't think. I think it says it. Uh, you read it on the commercial, but you don't. You don't. Yeah, there's no audio. He doesn't say it. And at the end, it just says Trump Pence. Um, it doesn't it doesn't say anything. So let's hear it, see if it sounds okay. This is his new anti-Hillary ad, the new Trump anti-Hillary ad. There's the Hillary standard, and then there's the standard for everybody else. What's and, the Hillary standard? Well, you're against same-sex marriage. Now you're for it. You defended President Obama's immigration policies. Now you say they're too harsh. 
You supported his trade deal dozens of times. You even called it the gold standard. Now, suddenly, last week, you're against it. Unfounded, inaccurate, mean-spirited attacks with no basis in truth, uh, reality. Four dead Americans. Was it because of a protest or was it because of guys out for a walk one night who decided they'd go kill some Americans? What difference at this point does it make? I have been as straightforward and honest as I could be. I did not send or receive any information that was marked classified at the time. 110 emails in 52 email chains have been determined by the owning agency to contain classified information. Will you say anything to get elected? That's a good question. And that's where it says Trump Pence. I mean, the Anderson Cooper question was a a good question. And I think, look, will you say anything to get elected? I think we all know the answer to that. And I believe that probably both of them would answer it the same way. They would answer it, why, of course not. But you know that they would. You know that they would. So then the Clinton uh, ad against Trump uh, shows girls looking into the mirror as Trump is doing interviews (laughs) insulting women. And it's who Donald Trump is, right? He's a douche. And it shows women looking, girls, women looking into the mirror, you know, having a problem with the way they look. I mean, is that a Trump's fault? Uh, you know, objectifying women? I don't know. Let's hear, let's hear the ad. I'm Hillary Clinton, and I approve this message. Right. Looking into the mirror. I'd seeing look her that right face. in that fat, ugly face of hers. She's a slob. She ate like a pig. Person who's flat-chested is very hard to be a 10. Does she have a good body? No. Does she have a fat? Absolutely. So you treat women with respect? Uh, I can't say that either. All right. Uh, See, he's just a douche. That's what he is. That's what he is. Come on. I mean, he's just a douche. And that's just the deal, right? It's just the deal. So there's your there's your choices, America. Good for you. Good for you. Who's a good little presidential picker? You are. Yes. Uh, Not really. This is The Jeff Fisher Show. On the Blaze Radio Network. Jeff Fisher Show. Rich from White Plains, welcome to the broadcast. How are you, sir? Hey, Jeffy. First time talking to you. Thank you. Welcome aboard. Yeah. What's up? Um, actually, I'd like to preface my, my comments by saying I'm, I'm currently a, a registered Republican. I, I just got the paperwork uh, from my board of elections. I'm changing my affiliation. I can't take it anymore. <laughs> uh, uh, seriously, and I'm not trying to be funny, but um, you know, I voted. I held my nose, and I voted for the Republican in the last four, you know, election cycles. Many people and, did. Um, yeah, a lot of people did. Yes, now, sir. If 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 this election cycle um, is not holding your nose, I mean, it's cutting off your head. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna do the same thing, and um, you know, you know what they say about 
uh, doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. You know, that being the uh, definition of insanity. And um, you got guys like Wayne Allen Root out there saying that a conservative could never get elected president. Well, that's very interesting when we haven't nominated a conservative yet. No kidding. You, you understand what I'm saying? So, so how as you as a pundit and, 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 and expect to maintain credibility, go out there and make such a stupid statement, okay, as a conservative can never win when we have never, since Reagan, I guess, had a conservative well, nominee. We, look, we, look, the people who are uh, conservative or conservatarians or whatever you want to call them, you know, however, whatever you want to bill yourself as, uh, you know, the, the progressives have first hijacked uh, the conservative party for it, and they have done it right under our noses. However, that being said, technically, uh, you know, we say he's not uh, a conservative. We know he's not a conservative. He's a douche. That's what he is. I mean, they're both douches. Yeah. We're both we're holding our notes. That's what he is. But uh, the fact is, is that he's still, you know, technically under the Republican heading, uh, you know, under that Republican heading, which, you know, has been uh, morphed into conservative. And Hillary is under the Democratic thing, which is morphed into, you know, that progressive, hey, we're for the people thing. So when a, when a, a guy who, Wayne Allen Root, no, please don't get me started on Wayne Allen Root, who continually wrote about uh, being at the same school as Barack Obama and never seeing him. And I that's all him. he knows hey. about. Stop it, Wayne. Okay, hey, you know, Jeff, he doesn't know what he's talking about. Jeff, you ever listen to the guy? He sounds like the sham wow guy of politics. Yeah, it's probably what he is. Actually, that's probably not a bad call. Um, <laughs> is agonizing. So for him to say that, you know, it doesn't surprise me. I mean, he believes that. He believes well, you know, that. Jeff, going back to what you just said about hijacking, who who's hijacked what? It's clear that the liberals have hijacked the Democrat Party. They they never fail to put a true liberal as a nominee for their party nope. it's the it, it's the republican party that doesn't know it's you know which end is up with regard to their principles and values you know you got That's john cool. mccain standing up at cpac saying i'm a conservative but when you look at his voting record he was the most liberal voter amongst all the republican senators you know so it's this show in the during the Republican primary of these phony conservatives, you know, saying, "Hey, I'm a conservative," and and they're not. No, absolutely. And Rich, I'll say this, and thanks for calling. I appreciate it because I'm up against thanks, the Jeff. clock here. Um, yeah, I will say this that that has happened, uh, you know, gradually over the years, and it's because they just keep get we like you said, the Democratic Party continually, continually, continually does the their liberal people and they bring along the republicans or the conservatives and they've brought them along little by little making them wheel and deal little by little wheel and deal little by little until right now just like i've said before sooner or later when you keep choosing the lesser of two evils you're going to come up with two evils sooner or later You can't continue to do the lesser of two evils and not come up with two evils sometime down the road. That's where we're at. Said. 
This is the Jeff Fisher Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network. The experiment was a success. Begin Life Force Reboot Program now. Stand clear. Life signs stable. It's alive. Set it loose. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Hello. How are you? Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. Lawrence Jones coming up after this broadcast on the Blaze Radio Network. Then Mike Slater, then Joe Pags. All for your listening enjoyment on your Saturday here at the Blaze Radio Network. And then, uh, you know, Monday through Friday. I don't even know why people, you know, why would you go anywhere else? You got uh, Doc Thompson uh, in the morning. Glenn Beck, Buck Sexton, Chris Salcedo, Pat and Stu. I mean, there's a day full of action-packed entertainment right there. And if that wasn't enough, then we give you the weekends. Uh, with uh, Michael Pelka before my broadcast, uh, my show, Lawrence Jones, Mike Slater, Joe Pags. Sunday, you got a little David Barton, Bill Handel, Jackie D gives you uh, some some energy chat. Uh, you know, really, there's no need for you to go anywhere else other than theblaze.com slash radio. And when you say to yourself, but Jeff, but Jeff, I have a few other things that I need to do where I can't listen to the Blaze. I would say, hey, but listener. Uh, hey, but listener, not but listener, but hey, but listener, still doesn't sound good. Um, you can download, <laughs> take us with you, or you can you know download it and listen to it at your pleasure, wherever you like, whenever you like, twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. Yeah, and we've made it available on uh, you know all the platforms. Like Google, Yahoo, and Bing? No. Like iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, SoundCloud. And you can try to find it through all the, the the big search engines, like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. I don't know why. That's, I, there's a commercial that I hear every so often on, on radio <laughs> that makes the rounds on radio, and they... It's their Hawking, no, I forget what the company is, Hawking websites or something, or making your business better or whatever. And uh, they make sure that your information is out on all the main search engines. And the guy says, like, Google, Yahoo, and Bing? And it's, <laughs> it's really, uh, unless they're going to start advertising on this show, that's really dumb. If you're going to start advertising on this row, that's a great idea. <laughs> Yeah, to make sure that you're getting it out there on all the big search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. All right, let's talk a little food. How can we? How can we go wrong talking food? Right? We haven't. We don't have an update on uh, Bluebell. Not sure what's uh, what's happening with Bluebell. I tried to find out what's going on with their latest uh, latest listeria worry, but uh, I did not see that. And then I had uh, you know the Tyson uh, recalled 130,000 pounds of chicken nuggets this week. Uh, there was some sort of plastic piece 
that broke off and, uh, of course, got into some of the packages. And, of course, it goes through a metal detector, but it doesn't uh, catch the plastic. So those pieces of plastic are 130,000 pounds of chicken nuggets. And uh, so good luck uh, if you get got a big bag of those sitting in the freezer. Check it out. See if the yours are safe or they're not. They might have a piece of plastic in them. And you're too dumb to say, hey, plastic, get out of there. But Jeff, how could you how could, you can't cook the nuggets with the nuggets with that piece of plastic around? The nuggets already touched the plastic. Whatever. Take them back. Get new ones. Take them back. Get new ones. And then I see a story where in an Australian burger joint, and this is coming to America if it's not already. Because this is a great idea. Uh, prepared to shell out free burgers to patrons who get one of the Cafe 51's burgers and its logo tattooed somewhere on their body. And the restaurant website, tattoos are for life, so why should burgers be free for life too? Ground rules. Yes, there has to be some kind of rules, you know that. Must be 18. Free burger can be redeemed once a day. So you can have a burger a day for life with a tattoo of a burger and their logo on your body somewhere. Tremendous. And uh, you may have to show your tattoo uh, if the staff asks. If you're if you're not going to show your tattoo, uh, no free burger. And the burger has to be drawn to scale. Can't be a, Can't be a mini burger unless that's what you're going to eat. Um, we have had over 3,500 entrants to the burger joint. Wow. Now, I mean, he's going to be laughing out of the other side of his face when he's serving 3,500 free burgers a day. However, it's just the burger, right? It's it's the burger. You get the free burger. You're going to go in and purchase other items. But I think you have to eat it there. Uh, one tattoo per person. Um, was going Originally, it was going to be the person getting it done, but after we got one tattoo done live on Australian TV Monday night, the show called The, Pro- the Project. Looks like we may get all 10 successful applicants linked live on the show, so the network may have to cover the cost. Be careful which burger you choose. Cafe 51 is some monstrous burgers. Oh, so the burger that you choose is the one you get. Ooh, that's a tough one. But would you get a tattoo? Tell you what I'd like to do is get a tattoo of maybe a Chick-fil-A chocolate shake. Get a free Chick-fil-A chocolate shake every day. Be great. You know, their Chick-fil-A's uh, got getting in some heat in Florida. Uh, they are holding a, a voter drive at Chick-fil-A. And you think, wow, that's great. Uh, I mean, nine Chick-fil-A locations throughout the Tampa Bay area, Pinellas County, uh, is, uh, you know, doing registration drives to vote. Oh, my gosh, no, we can't have that. Susan McGrath, leader of the Stonewall Democrats, head of the Pinellas County Democratic Party. The decision to use Chick-fil-A would be similar to a Democratic supervisor of elections holding the event at Planned Parenthood. Uh, you know what I say to that? I say hold the event at Planned Parenthood. 
uh, who cares? You're registering people to vote. McGrath said the group supports the effort to register more voters, but she called the move partisan to hold the event at Chick-fil-A. Might be more transparent to hold the voter drives at the Republican Party headquarters. Okay. Um, Why don't you hold a drive at the Democratic Party headquarters? Um, Okay. So? I mean, the object is to get people to vote. Right, Susan? my God. Well, some Democrats may occasionally dine at Chick-fil-A. No, Chick-fil-A doesn't allow it. Doesn't happen. Oh, wait, you mean Chick-fil-A serves everybody? It doesn't matter? And they doesn't matter? They just they want you to come there and eat their food? Huh. And, and the, 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 here's the story for you. While some Democrats may occasionally dine at Chick-fil-A, in parentheses, and perhaps even members of the LGBT community. What? The coordination of Pinellas voter registration activities with this right-leaning business very clearly conveys that your office is targeting Republican-leaning voters. Okay. Uh, even if that's true, so... Uh, Go sign up people and register them to vote at Planned Parenthood. Go ahead. Uh, go sign up people at the Democratic Party building. Go ahead. See, the funny thing is, when you register to vote, you can say, yeah, I'm a Republican. Or you can say, uh, yeah, I'm a Democrat. Or you can say, yeah, I'm an independent. But in some states, uh, the independents aren't allowed to vote in the primaries. However... Uh, that having been said, uh, doesn't mean just because you say you're a Democrat on your voter registration card or you say you're a Republican or you say you're an independent on your voter registration card, that doesn't mean you have to vote straight ticket. I know. It's a shock. Listen, I know. Sorry, I broke away from food for a little bit. It was Chick-fil-A. I started talking about tattooing a Chick-fil-A Shake on my arm for free chip. Would Chick-fil-A do that for me? I would get a a, a life-size Chick-fil-A chocolate shake tattooed on my body for a free Chick-fil-A shake every time I go into Chick-fil-A. I, yes, please. Look, my wife been after me to get a tattoo for quite some time. The only reason she's after me to get a tattoo is because she wants one. That's it. That's all. Okay. I know. I understand the little game she's playing. I got it. <laughs> you, you don't fool me. Okay. But the point is, is that I would break down and say, yes, I, you know what? I'll get a tattoo. I want a life-size Chick-fil-A chocolate shake. With the straw and the cherry and the whipped cream tattooed to my arm. Or maybe not my arm. Uh, i got to pick another place. I mean, it'd be, for sure it would be showing up in my butt, but that's another story. Anyway, don't they already, Jeff? Yes, they do. Uh, I'd do that in a heartbeat. Yes, this is Jeff Fisher. I would like my chocolate, my daily chocolate shake, please. 
<laughs> I have to drive around. The manager wants to see your tattoo. No, he doesn't. Um, the Texas State Fair just opened. And it's going on now until, I don't know, sometime in the next thousand years. October 1st. Uh, so it opened yesterday to October 23rd. So you got another 23 days or so. But what's great about the fair? What is it that's great about the fair? Oh, I know. Fair food. Now, there's a there's one thing that's really cool. It's the cookie fries. They look tremendous. It's crink they they're crinkle cut. They look like french fries. The cookie fries. I mean, they look tremendous and it comes with the dipping sauce of either strawberry or milk chocolate. I mean, it's just uh, that looks outstanding, the cookie fry. Now, some of the other big winners this year, the State Fair, the eight finalists of the Fried Food State Fair of Texas, Deep Fried Bacon Burger Dog Sliders on a Stick. Come on now. Tell me that doesn't sound good. Deep Fried Bacon Burger Dog Sliders on a Stick. Down home chicken pot pie pocket with mac and cheese dip. Oh. Fried jello. Deep fried pulled pork funyun dings. Funyun, stuff those with pulled pork, pineapple cheese, and bacon. Dip them in batter and fry them up. Dip them in barbecue sauce if you're the kind of person who dips things in the barbecue. Boy, that sounds outstanding. State Fair cookie fries. We talked about those. I, the cookie fries got to be the winner. It's outstanding. Southern fried chicken and dumplings. Although the chicken and dumplings, southern fried chicken and dumplings sounds good. Uh, roll the chicken dumplings into a ball. Fry that. Served with biscuit bites and gravy. Okay. Fried chicken and dumplings. Caribbean pineapple cornucopia. Eh, maybe. The injectable great balls of barbecue. So I'm not sure which one. I mean, the cookie fries, pretty good, but the deep fried bacon burger dog sliders on a stick. And then take me over to the injectable great balls of barbecue. Tell me America is not great. Tell me. Tell me. You're listening to The Jeff Fisher Show. The Blaze Radio Network. That it is on the Blaze Radio Network. Thank you so much for coming along for the ride today. I am uh, looking, trying to catch up today. We're coming, wrapping up the show here, and you know, and I've got so much to talk to you about. Uh, one of the things is, uh, don't forget to listen to um, our talking, Walking Dead segments on the Blaze Radio. If you subscribe when we do the new segments, you will see uh, when they arrive. Uh, myself, Jason Batrill, and uh, 
Brad Staggs do uh, Talking Fear as uh, Fear is wrapping up its season uh, here uh, in the next couple of weeks. And then uh, October 23rd, uh, big day uh, as the Walking Dead new season starts up again. And I told you last week that Walking Dead had sent me an email, uh, tweeted me a direct message and then sent me an email. And I got an email this week saying that the present was on its way and it should be there by Wednesday. And I figured that we would, Jason and myself and Brad would do a Facebook live and open the present up. We'll see what I got because they reminded me in the email. I was reminded that, Hey, if you're going to social media this, which of course they know I'm going to, that's why they give me the gift so that I can promote their stupid show. I know how it works. Remind people that what you the note and what you're getting from us is you know fans can't buy it was a special gift and i'm thinking nice what am i getting i can't wait till it gets here well i came in today and there's a box on my desk all right so there's a box on my desk and it's i'm afraid to open it i'm afraid i'm afraid to open it okay so i i went back and i'm afraid to open it because it might be the gift I don't want to do it without it being live on Facebook or with Jason and Brad and live on Blaze Radio. Okay, So I think this is it. It's not very heavy, so I might be right. It might be just a, you know, it's a little, going to be a little stand-up doll of Negan with his little baseball bat. And the note's going to be, hey, thanks for watching. We love you, Walking Dad. And it's not real heavy, so I'm not sure what's in it. Ooh. There's something in there. See? Hold on. Oh! I could be, I don't want to break it because I might have already broken it. It could be a little stand-up doll of Negan. But it doesn't say who it's from. This just says, ship to Mercury Studios. And it doesn't say, it's priority mail. It might be it. I got to tell you, it might be it. I think Wednesday might have been on the outside date. You know, the, the outside day of it coming. Look for that. It might, be, it might happen on Monday. We'll Facebook. If you're a Blaze Facebook liker, if you thumb up to the Blaze Facebook page, uh, then you'll know when we go live because it will alert you. Just like if you subscribe to the Jeff Fisher Radio Show, when we put up new segments, boop, you'll be alerted. Boop, new segment. Please watch. Boop, new segment. Please listen. Boop. The Blaze Facebook is now live. Uh, and so we'll be doing that this week. I'm hoping to get, you know, I hope it's a cool gift. But you should listen to our Walking Dead podcast and our Fear of the Walking Dead podcast. Uh, they're they're enjoyable. And I can't wait to open this box. Cannot wait. I wish Jason and Brad were here now because we'd open it on the air right here, right now. And I'd blow off the Facebook live and we would just do it live on Blaze Radio. But they're not here and I want to open it. So I want to say, hey, the gift was sent to me, okay? I don't care about you. It's mine. And it's here. So I'm going to open it. And you guys can take a hike. However, however, it's not. I can't. I can't. As 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 bad of a guy as I am, I just can't do that. I mean, I I, I can't. But I may open it after the show and then just retape it up because I have to know what's in that thing. So I got to practice on looking surprised and being 
being all happy when we Facebook live it because I'm going to know what's in that. So I'm, I'm, not, I'm not going a whole weekend without knowing what's in this box. The Jeff Fisher Show. The Blaze Radio Network. Jeff Fisher Show. So, all right. Are you ready for Halloween or are you ready for Christmas? What are you doing? Are you somebody that, uh, you know, jumps over Halloween and goes right to Christmas? Because that's my wife. If it wasn't for our kids, Halloween would be non-existent in our world. Okay? And it almost is now, but if it wasn't for the kids, it would be non-existent. Because my wife is... Uh, a Christmas freak. And, you know, fine. I love her. You know, put the keep the Christmas stuff up forever for all I care. I mean, that's not really true, but I don't mean that. I do not mean that. Because she would. But she's out Christmas shopping at the Hallmark store today because Hallmark got their Christmas stuff in. And you've got to get them on the day they come out. Because if not, they're gone and you never get them back and they're limited edition. Now, some of them are going to be pretty cool. Some of them are going to be pretty cool. The other 18,000 ornaments new that I get this year from Hallmark. Uh, by the way, Hallmark, uh, you're welcome. Uh, the stock will be going up this this month, and you're welcome. Uh, but it's a mistake to let her do that. I mean, we went out. We were out shopping. I was, I was thinking about this off the air. So we go out, we're out shopping. And you know how they've got the, one of the, the big things now are, you know, people buy you buy the lights and you put them in front of your house, and then it shines on your house, and it's a you know a snowstorm or snowflakes coming down or Santa flies across, whatever the design is, and, and the lights are on your garage or you know on the front of your house, and it's part of the Christmas decorations out in front of your house. So I think when you come up on our porch uh, uh, in our trailer, you there's, there's just nothing there. So I was thinking, hey, you know, we get one of those lights and we just put it on the whole, put it on the the porch and we shine it and it'll, you know, it'll have lights or snowflakes or whatever in the front of the house and it'll be cool. So when people walk into the trailer, it will look great. And we just, you know, and I'm thinking that, and I, so we should get one and just let it be the walkway. No, let's get three and we'll do the entire walkway. We'll do the entire porch around the entire trailer. That's the way my wife thinks about Christmas. So, Merry Christmas. <laughs> uh, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. All right, the Oxford Dictionary put some new words in this year. I don't know if you're aware of them. Some of them are pretty basic. That I, surprising they're not in the Oxford Dictionary, actually. Uh, but some of the newer ones uh, that went in this year were bling. So see what they're doing is they're adding the social media words and the 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 hip words for the world bromance chillax crunk you know what crunk is very excited and full of energy duh <laughs> drool worthy 
extremely attractive or desirable. Franken food, genetically modified food. That's pretty good. I don't know that I've seen Franken food before. Pretty good. Girl. G-R-R-R-L, a young woman regarded as independent and strong or aggressive, especially in her attitude to men or in her sexuality. It's a blend of girl and girl. Girl. <laughs> girl. G-R-R-R-L. <laughs> Guy liner. Eyeliner that's worn by men. Come on. Hater. Infomania. Jaggings. Tight-fitting stretch trousers for women styled to resemble a pair of denim jeans. Yeah, these are just, these words weren't in the dictionary. La La Land. Mankini. (laughs) Uh, If you don't know what that is, don't worry. Uh, Mini-Me, of course, Mini-Me. Muggle, Muffin Top. Noob, N-O-O-B. A person who is inexperienced in a particular sphere or activity, especially computing or the use of the internet. A noob. Avs, O-B-V-S, Avs. O-M-G. Popo. Po-po. P-O-P-O. The police. Show for the popo. Screenager. A person in their teens or 20s who has an aptitude for computers and the internet. Screenager. Uh, whatever. Sexting. Sexting was not in the Oxford Dictionary. Text speak. Language regarded as characteristic of text messages consisting of abbreviations, acronyms, initials, emoticons. Text speak. Totes. Totally. So you got totes and ofs. Truthiness. Truthiness. The quality of seeming or being felt to be true, even if not necessarily true. Truthiness. <laughs> the Twitterati. Oh, that's funny. Unfriend. Come on. Upcycle. Reuse in such a way to create a product of higher quality or value than the original. Upcycle. Uh, whatevs, whatevs, totes, ofs, a Hoovian. I have a teenager that's a Hoovian, a fan of the British science fiction television series, Doctor Who. Hoot, used to express elation, enthusiasm, or triumph. Woot, hey, we Totes, I mean, Woot is in the Oxford now. Avs. Avs, <laughs> totes, whatevs. Those are some new words that went into the Oxford uh, Dictionary this year. And boy, it makes you just think, have we come a long way, have we not? Yes. Yes, we have. From, I mean, there's like 600,000 words in the Oxford Dictionary now. I mean, we had to get noob in there, right? I mean, we have to get noob in there. Ovs. <laughs> Totes. 
whatevs. So, have you changed how you want to be referred to as from Mr. to Miss to Mrs. to whatever you want? Because pronouns are your choice now. Well, Tuesday, top administrators at the University of Michigan, Ann Arbor, announced a new campus-wide policy that allows students to select their own designated personal pronoun. Informing the campus community, they are expected to adhere to these preferences. The University of Michigan is committed to fostering an environment of inclusiveness. Consistent with its value, the university has created a process for students to designate pronouns with the university and have those pronouns reflected on class rosters this fall. The university stated to students that professors in this email and a copy which may be obtained by the college fix, the university defines a designated personal pronoun as a pronoun an individual chooses to identify with and expects others to use when referencing them. He, she, him, his, z, etc. Grant Strobel, student at the University of Michigan and chairman of the Young Americans for Freedom Board. The, the, he's the chairman of the Young Americans for Freedom Board of Governors. Huh? Decided to change his preferred pronoun. Grant Strobel, chairman of the Young Americans for Freedom Board of Governors, decided to change his pronoun to His Majesty. Henceforth, I shall be referred to as His Majesty Grant Strobel. He said, I encourage all U of M students to go on to Wolverine Access and insert identity of their dreams. Yes, it's not Mr., Ms., Miss, Z, His Majesty. His Majesty, Grant Strobel. I say Grant, outstanding idea. Outstanding idea. I'm sorry, I mean, outstanding idea. Your Majesty, Avs. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. The Jeff Fisher Show is on. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. You can follow me on Twitter at JeffyMRA, Jeff Fisher Radio on Facebook, and at JeffyMRA for Instagram. Uh, Lawrence Jones standing by, uh, coming up immediately after this broadcast today. And then uh, Mike Slater, Joe Pags. It's, it's your Saturday here on the Blaze Radio. Hey, you're welcome. That's all I'm saying to you, okay? Uh, let's get to a couple of things before we uh, wrap this thing up. Some stuff I wanted to uh, get to that I didn't get a chance to get to. First... Uh, I teased a little bit on my uh, show tease tweet about uh, astronauts uh, having children. Uh, can you have children on Mars? Uh, you know what? Uh, why would you want to go to Mars if you couldn't have kids? But you can. Sorry. They're not going to let you have kids on Mars. Uh, no. Uh, times it's going to be too tough, too difficult, and there's going to be no medical supplies. So uh, if you're going to go to Mars, uh, you can't have any kids. That kind of sucks. 
but it didn't say you can't. No, never mind. A couple of quick sports stories that made me really happy, uh, and just for no explicit other reason than it just made me happy. Uh, Tim Tebow, uh, first day at bat in Major League Baseball, hits a home run. And that's the kind of competitor he is. Uh, it's, uh, amazing. Uh, can't find a job in the NFL, though. <laughs> but uh, he, that's the kind of uh, athlete and competitor he is. And the pitcher threw the ball. Uh, John Kilowski uh, actually had a great uh, couple of tweets uh, about it. His first tweet was, uh, I thought we agreed you were taking the first pitch. And a tough day for that kid. Probably should uh, spend the rest of his instructs focused on locating his fastball down, which is what he hit out. Uh, you know, very funny, and congratulations to him. Also, uh, a great golf story, a uh, quick golf story. And I know I'm not, you know, golf, whatever, it's golf. And uh, golfers try to think they're, you know, they're so much better than everybody else all the time anyway. Kind of, you know, it's kind of agonizing sometimes. Uh, I didn't score right. I took points off my card on purpose. Okay, whatever. But uh, so they're at the Ryder Cup is going on, and the, the, there's four guys out there. And uh, they're trying to, uh, they're practicing putting on the green and they're trying to sink a 12 foot putt and they can't make it. So a guy from the crowd says, Come on, let's go. Anybody can make that putt. So Justin Rose, uh, you know, he's obviously pissed and he's like, you know, sick of the, sick of the, uh, you know, the people heckling him. Yeah, anybody can do that. Let's go. So he's like, If you can do it, get out here. And he calls the guy out here to the green. They put down the 12 bucks and he throws down $100 next to the ball. So if he makes the putt, he wins the hundred, and it's being you know it's being filmed. People all around. He takes the putter, grabs his putter, takes the puts the ball, twelve foot putt, sinks it, drills it to the bottom of that hole. I mean, fantastic! And that's what you get, Justin. That's what you get. So when some next time somebody's heckling you in the crowd, saying anybody can make that putt, think twice about calling them in. Okay. Because it just might be they are, uh, you know, they're ready for you. Okay. Uh, you know what else is kind of agonizing? Um, if you want to know why this country is uh, the way it is, uh, it's because people uh, think certain other people should be president of the United States. Uh, Ranker has asked people to vote on who they feel would be the best rock star to be president of the United States. Now, I realize it's not a scientific poll. It's just a ranker website poll. However, you'd think they'd choose something a little bit different, wouldn't you? Uh, When you go down the list, uh, let's uh, count down from uh, number 10, uh, 10 to 1. Uh, Number 10, the best rock star, uh, would be president of the United States, Billy Joel. Uh, Number 2, Henry Rollins. Uh, number th- number eight, not number two, number nine, Henry Rollins. Number eight, Bob Dylan. Hmm. Number seven, Eddie Vedder. Number six, Tom Petty. Top five of rock stars that people voted to be president of the United States, who they'd like to see as president of the United States. Number five, Dave Matthews. Number four, Alice Cooper. Number three. From doom metal, rock music, grunge, Dave Grawl. Number two, and I don't know which is more agonizing, number two or number one. Number two is Bruce Springsteen. Number one, coming in at number one. 
Paul Simon. Not quite sure. You, you want to know what's wrong with America? I know. No, Ted. I mean, Ted's not in the top ten. That's for sure. Thanks for coming along for the ride today. I'll leave you with uh, my favorite meme of the week. Three old ladies uh, walking down an alleyway. Two with canes, all with purses. One says, it's windy today. No, it's not. It's Thursday. So am I. Let's go have a beer. Have a great week. See you next Saturday on the Blaze Radio Network. And no kidding, you look tremendous today. I mean, you do. I, man, you look great. I don't know that I would really wear that all day. Ooh, a little frightening, but you look great. Seriously. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network.